Welcome to the Convene Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Miltite. In this podcast, we're talking to Sarah Lashava. Sarah is a writer and a speaker on women in negotiation and women in leadership. The meetings industry is dominated by women, yet there's a pay gap of almost 25%. Some of that may come down to salary negotiation, which most women find a lot harder than men do. But negotiation does not really have to be adversarial. It can be more collaborative, more problem solving. What, you know, what do you need? This is what I'm going to be able to do for you. If you can't do that, then let's figure out what you can afford. Coming up, getting what you want through negotiation. Convene magazine is published by PCMA, the Professional Convention Management Association, and it offers fresh perspectives on meetings and events. You can find Convene online at pcmaconvene.org. 86% of respondents to Convene's salary survey earlier this year were women. And what that salary information showed was that women meeting planners earn, on average, 23% less than their male colleagues. Sarah Lashiver says negotiation, or lack of it, is likely contributing to that gap. She's the co-author of two books on negotiation, Women Don't Ask and Ask For It. Her co-author is Linda Babcock, a professor of economics at Carnegie Mellon. Linda has carried out several well-known studies on men, women and negotiation over the years. The upshot? Women negotiate less often than men, so they have fewer chances to increase their pay. Yet meeting planners are practice negotiators. It's part of their job. So what's up with that? That is a classic paradigm. Women are great at taking care of other people. That's the gender role we are expected to fulfill, and we do it very well. So women typically, lots of studies bear this out, are better negotiators on behalf of other people. Because women have been conditioned to put others' needs first. So she says a female meeting planner... She might be fantastic at getting her employer exactly what it needs, but a woman is also likelier to see the employer's side of things when it comes to pay. So if a manager claims the company can't afford a raise right now, the woman is likelier to back off. A man, on the other hand? Men are less likely to feel like they need to take care of other people, whether that's genetic or it's socialization, we're not quite clear, but they're going to do a good job, it's just business, and they're going to get paid for what they do. So I think this caretaking impulse in women gets triggered in this industry particularly. Because she says at the end of the day, a lot of being a meeting planner is about looking after other people and their interests. It's worth talking more about socialization here. I've done a lot of reporting on negotiation over the years, and I have plenty of female friends. And almost to a woman, my girlfriends dread negotiating. It makes them squirm. They're afraid of how they'll come across. They're worried about seeming pushy. They're apt to back down too quickly. And there's research on all this. Both men and women expect women to come across as softer than men, to be nicer. And women know that. So putting themselves in that spot where they have to ask for more can be tough. But Sara says... The other thing that's really critical for women is not to assume that negotiation has to be performed in an aggressive or confrontational way. We don't like women who are too aggressive, and women don't feel that comfortable behaving aggressively because, in their experience, it doesn't yield a good result. People do push back. But negotiation does not really have to be adversarial. It can be more collaborative, more 
problem solving. What, you know, what do you need? This is what I'm going to be able to do for you. If you can't do that, then let's, let's figure out what you can afford. She says remember to empathise with the other party. They have needs too. Just don't identify with them so much that you back away from your ask. And rather than being as direct as a man might be, Sarah says women really need to be a little warmer, a little bit more likable, a little bit friendlier in their style, because that's what we expect of women. We expect them to be social and warm and not threatening. And so if a woman can maybe practice role play with a friend, negotiating, asking for what she wants with a smile, without getting nervous and blurting it out, really toning down that, that really direct approach that can uh, yield a huge benefit. I know that that last piece of advice makes quite a few women bristle. You know, the, I should ha- that, that we have to tread this fine line and that you have to kind of almost play, you have to play a different game than a lot of your male counterparts. I mean, what do you say to those people who, who say, why should I do this? Why, why, the system seems inherently unfair. Why should I have to put myself out and dance on eggshells to get what I want? Well, first I say I completely agree. I think it's dumb. I think it's unfair. I think it is an extra burden on women that they have to basically manage the experience of the other person. But it's pragmatic. And that's what I would say you shouldn't have to. I can understand why you don't want to. But if you want to achieve the goal you're aiming for, it's pragmatic. I pressed her on this. There's been a lot written about women in negotiation in the last few years. And what I've noticed is this. Some younger women feel it's just plain wrong that women have to negotiate at all to get what they deserve. They say, why should women have to play by rules that were set up by men for men? Why can't companies introduce fair systems of pay based on merit so negotiation can be outlawed? Sara is sympathetic, but... The problem is saying things should change doesn't make them change. I think there are some forward-looking organizations that are trying to figure out how to do that. There are some consulting firms that are going into these big businesses and trying to help them figure out how to be more gender balanced, how to get people, women, out of the middle management roles where they get stuck and up into leadership roles. But change is slow. And if it's your own life and your own career, basically sitting it out because you don't want to adapt to the culture may not get you the the result you're looking for. Okay, so going back to strategy for a minute. Thinking about one of the things that I know a lot of women find tricky about negotiations, which is the the uncomfortable feeling you have when you are asking for money for yourself. For many of us, a voice in our head is saying, who do you think you are to ask for that? You don't deserve that. You're so lucky to have this job. All those kinds of things, those voices that persist as we're sitting there, you know, maybe getting redder and redder as we advocate for ourselves. What can we do to try and shut those voices up? Well, it's really hard. We all have those voices and those voices were installed from the time we were very young. It's hard to argue with them because they're so loud and so overbearing. Uh, I would go back to the research piece. If you know what other people are getting and you have reasonable amount of self-esteem about the quality of your work, that should help you. 
And she's heard good stories about people trying so-called power poses before a negotiation, so sitting in a way women typically don't, that is, taking up more space than we're used to, legs up on the desk, that kind of thing. Research by Harvard professor Amy Cuddy showed doing that made people feel a lot more confident. Sarah says you could also try to schedule a negotiation right after you take a run or go for a swim. And there's always the support of your nearest and dearest. Talk to somebody on the phone who thinks you are fabulous and make you feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm great. I'm going to go in and ask for it. But it's a it's a tough moment. It's tough to sit there and put it out there that you think you're worth a lot because we have been heavily socialized to feel that that's very risky. And the truth is, it is a little risky. Or let's say this, it's riskier for women than it is for men. So she says, come prepared, having done your research and practice beforehand. She says you have to get used to throwing out a number and waiting. Because often somebody doesn't respond immediately and we start talking nervously and, oh, well, actually, that may be too much for you. And I I could do, never mind. Or, you know, we do the other side of the negotiation for whoever we're talking to. So practice asking and waiting for a a considered response. And the role playing really is enormously helpful because if you get the person you're practicing with to do everything you're worried about, oh, you're crazy, that's absurd, or you're nuts, what are you talking about? And you plan your responses, you practice pushing back against that. Not only will you have some language at your fingertips to use if those things happen, but if it happens, you won't be surprised. You have already had the experience in your role play, and it's often the surprise as much as anything else that derails us. Somebody explodes about something you didn't anticipate would upset them, or however they respond is not what you expected, and you think, oh my goodness, what just happened? Oh, I I need to get out of here. I'll take whatever they offer and run out of the room. But if you've taken the time to practice, she says you're far less likely to lose your nerve. Instead, you'll plug on. And maybe you won't get exactly what you want, but you can come close. I told Sarah a story about a negotiation of my own earlier this year. I was offered a particular day rate at an organisation I knew. It was more than I'd earned the last time I was there, but less than another similar but wealthier organisation had paid me recently. I steeled myself and asked if we could meet in the middle of those two numbers. My manager came back and said yes. And I felt pretty pleased with myself because at least I'd asked. Well, absolutely. And one of the things I like to say is if you didn't get, you know, the absolute top of what you could have gotten or what you wanted or you didn't get everything you asked for, but you asked, you got more, that's a successful negotiation. Don't beat yourself up if you don't do it perfectly or if you don't get everything you're, you're aiming for. The other thing I would say is this idea of splitting the difference A lot of research has shown people perceive that as fair. Oh, okay, we'll meet in the middle. That seems fair. Even if, you know, they're not coming down that much or you're getting a lot more than they'd originally intended, if you're splitting the difference, people don't tend to resent it as much. Good to know. And just going back to what we talked about at the beginning, that so many meeting planners are female and their jobs involve negotiation, they're like a lot of other professional women who advocate for others, from agents to attorneys. I've talked to many lawyers, addressed many legal organizations, and, you know, lawyers, that's what they do. They negotiate. And these women will say, I can, you know, go out like a bulldog. I can get anything I want, as aggressive as I need to be for my clients, never ask for anything for myself. 
So I think it is a challenge for women in many, many fields. So a few things to remember. Salary negotiation doesn't have to be adversarial. It can be collaborative and solution-oriented. And it's not fair, but compared to men, women have more success negotiating for themselves when they dial up the warmth and tone down anything that could be seen as aggression. And before you bring up money with your boss or a potential new boss, do your research. If you're nervous about your negotiating skills, practice ahead of time by role-playing with a friend. Sara Lasheva is the co-author of Women Don't Ask and Ask For It. That's the Convene podcast for this time. We'd love to hear any feedback you have on the show. You can write to us at convenepodcast at pcma.org. There'll be another show soon. I'm Ashley Noel-Tite. Thanks for listening.